What's going on, everybody? Aaron Eggler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. For those of you who don't tune in live, this is the magic that you miss, where I go live before I put the slate up, and you see my face looking down at the computer going, oh, what buttons do I push? And you know why? Because TikTok's here. What's up, TikTok? And I've got just so many things that I'm trying to like do, and I'm a one-man band, so yeah, hope you're all doing well. Better than me, anyway. Uh, it's Thursday, baby. It's pretty much the weekend, not quite, but almost. Um, hope you're all doing well. Uh, the Packers obviously still waiting on Aaron Charles Rodgers to make a decision about whether he wants to play or not next year going forward with Green Bay, other places. Who knows? There's uh, plenty of time to talk about all that. But today, I wanted to touch on the tight end position because, you know, it would certainly seem like change would be uh, coming to that group and or that room. But I'm here to tell you, if Aaron Rodgers is back next year, I don't expect a whole lot to change at that position. Maybe, maybe they draft a tight end um, early in the draft. At 15, I'd be shocked, but I've been shocked before. Maybe on day two. But it's rare, and I mean very rare, that a tight end comes in and contributes right away in some meaningful way as far as producing in the stat sheet, right? Or becoming a viable weapon in the offense. Uh, oftentimes, because of how much tight ends are asked to do, you know, they are asked to do a whole heck of a lot as far as not only playing in line in the tra traditional sense, but in this offense, sure, they can split out. They can play in the slot. And of course, they can play in the backfield and become a de facto fullback. And they have to know everything, protections, both in line and in the backfield. They have to know adjustments, route adjustments to whatever is presented. Everything Aaron Rodgers does at the line of scrimmage. So any rookie coming in, man, it's a tall order to think that he might come in and, and like be a meaningful contributor right away. Now, could it happen? Sure. But I just wouldn't expect it. Which means uh, if Rodgers is back, and again, for all the trade talk that we've heard over the last week plus or so, I still think Aaron's back, man. I still think he's coming back. So if he is back, you got to think Big Dog is back. And probably they re-signed Tunyon on somewhat of a team-friendly deal. Um, coming off that injury certainly wasn't as productive as you would have hoped for much of this past season. But I will say, Robert really came alive kind of the last month of the season, post-bye week. You could see that old burst was back. Um, he certainly was a little bit more productive, was a little bit more involved. Rodgers found him, you know, pretty often down that last, you know, three or four games. And, you know, you look at the catch he had on third down against Detroit. Um, that's a perfect representation of how much Rodgers trusts him. That's a key third down conversion, one-on-one -on -one matchup. And, you know, he throws it up and gives Tunyon a chance, and Tunyon rewards him with a catch. That's something I don't think, you know, they were doing a whole lot of early in the season. You know, you get down to that you know, last month or so, and you saw a lot more opportunities for Robert. And I think... A year removed from that very significant ACL injury, I think you can see more of that next season. Now, again, we'll see if they allow him to hit free agency, if maybe some other team sees the same thing and values him enough to give him a contract. But I do think there's a decent chance he's back. If Rodgers is back, I think there's a decent chance Big Dog is back. And then DeGuara, you saw his importance in the run game throughout a lot of this season. Now, they didn't always utilize him in that respect. They didn't always utilize him, period. But I think he's, you know, someone that they value. 
and they have a role for him, and I think he's pretty damn good at it. Now, I know because he was taken in the third round, some Packers fans are always going to be down on him, but that's, I'm telling you right now, ridiculous. Uh, the fact that where you're drafted, I don't care. Once you're on the field, just do what you're asked. Know your role and execute it, and that's what he does. He does what is asked, and he's pretty damn good at it. So, yeah, I just don't see a whole lot changing. Yes, they could absolutely draft someone. Could they draft a tight end at 15? I'd still be surprised, but never say never. It's possible. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't see a whole... If Aaron is back, and I expect he will be, I don't see a whole lot changing. Now, if Aaron doesn't come back, or if Aaron is back and they trade him, maybe that gets changed around. Maybe they... I'd be very surprised if they brought Big Dog back in in that scenario. Um, maybe they do let Robert walk and kind of just quote unquote, start over at the position. But I still think again, Robert probably presents a pretty damn good value. If you can get him back on a somewhat team friendly deal, maybe a one year deal. Um, and again, I don't think a whole lot changes. Yes. They'll probably add someone in the draft, but I'd be very surprised if they used free agency dollars to go out and bolster the position given their cap situation. Now we'll see how Brian and company feel about it, but that's my, kind of guesswork sitting here, you know, early February, a lot can change obviously throughout free agency leading up to the draft and beyond, but that's how it looks to me sitting here right now. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see you right in the comments section. Big. B is here. What's up, big B? Hope you're doing well, man. Of course, Brandy's here. Brandy's always here. Brandy's mainstay. And Johnny Rivers. Johnny Rivers, I got to say, for a guy who was somewhat contentious at times during watch parties throughout the season. I have to say, you are definitely a hard You're here every day, man. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Hello, TikTok. I hope TikTok's doing well. Hey, if Rodgers stays and Love requests a trade, would they trade him for some picks? It's possible. It's quite possible if the package that's being offered is significant. Now, that's going to take a GM with some stones to make that kind of offer for Jordan Love. Now, <clears throat> there are a lot of levels to the Jordan Love thing because, look, he can request a trade, and I don't doubt that he will if Aaron Rodgers comes back and says, I want to play for the Packers, and the Packers are like, yep, giddy up, let's go. Yeah, I do not doubt for a second that Jordan Love will say, yeah, I want out. But you know, the Packers still have basically control of Jordan Love for two more years with the fifth-year option that they would have to pick up this spring which I suspect they will with the idea being that this would be the last year for Aaron. And then they would transition to Jordan next season. And I know that sucks for Jordan. Trust me. I understand that man. That's life in the NFL. You know, don't complain to the Packers complain to the players association who allows, you know, the fifth year option and all these things to exist in collective bargaining. You know, that's the Packers are playing by the rules and they drafted him. They developed him. They have every right to say, I, that's great that you want to be traded. We completely understand, but it's not happening. And that's fully 100% what I expect to happen. If and when Aaron Rodgers comes back, Jordan Love will demand a trade, and the Packers will say, that's great. We're not going to do it. And then at that point, yes, he can hold out. That's his one point of leverage, right, as far as withholding services is about the only thing you can do as a player. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a big public clamoring for wait, we've got to get the backup quarterback back you know eventually probably report you know this doesn't have a whole lot of leverage so 
I say all this, and who knows? Maybe Rodgers will decide tomorrow that he's done playing and he'll be in the start, and we won't even need to worry about it. But we shall see. Um, sorry, I saw a super chat. Vince, thank you for the super chat, man. Wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay drafted another Georgia player. Goot did last say last year after the draft there was another player they had their eye on. I'm loving the Georgia to Green Bay kind of pipeline, if for no other reason than the logos are very similar and, you know, got that G carrying kind of already set in your blood if you're a Georgia player. Um, but, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And never forget, Brian was a Southwest scout, or Southeast scout, sorry. And, you know, that's his, that's his old stomping ground. You got to think he's got, you know, intelligence as far as in the building, guys talking to him about who's really got great study habits, a, a great student of the game and things of that nature. Got to think he's got some intel there. So, yeah, wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Uh, what else we got here? What are your thoughts on Jerry Gray leaving the Packers? Callum, I talked about this a little bit earlier this week or maybe last, but, yeah, I, look, I love Jerry as as a player when he, in his old days, even though he picked off Randy Wright, one of the first plays, if not the first play of the game when the Rams came into Lambeau. Um, I loved him as a coach, but I understand his wanting out, and I understand the Packers allowing him to leave. Not every guy, even though it might be a really good coach, is a great fit for every staff. And that's kind of what I sense here with Jerry. You know, uh, Jason Wilde had a very interesting point in an article he wrote around this subject um, regarding something Jerry said, uh, one of the media availabilities, when he was asked why the secondary or his charges, basically the corners, were playing so soft. And, you know, he did say, he did mention, you know, well, that's something I know you guys are going to talk to Joe Barry tomorrow. That's a, really a question for him, which would suggest that this is scheme driven, right? And that the architect of said scheme, meaning Barry, is the one calling those shots. And that doesn't mean that Jerry, like, you know, hates the scheme or whatever, but he's, you know, trying to teach the scheme. Not everybody's a perfect fit as far as, okay, I was brought up in this scheme. Jerry wasn't brought up in the Fangio style. You know, the, the stuff that Brandon Staley was doing in L.A., which is essentially what Joe Barry's trying to run. That's not what he was brought up in. That's not his expertise. I mean, he knows the game and he knows the position, no doubt about it. So, you know, I understand probably both sides saying, yeah, it's probably better if we uh, part ways. That's kind of my take on it. Now, we haven't talked to anybody. We haven't heard from anybody. Who knows what Jerry might say if and when he finally gets to talk down in Atlanta. But that's my kind of sense of it. It's like Matt saying, yep, probably not the best scheme fit. Thank you for your service. Good luck in Atlanta. You know, they both have history with Arthur Smith, etc. Hell, Matt may have even given him a recommendation, you know. So I just think it's probably a case of, you know, it's just not a great fit. And let's look for someone who really understands the scheme and what we're trying to implement. You know, that's, again. Total guesswork on my part, but that's where I'm. That's what I'm guessing it is. Um, Bucky, thanks to Super Chat, man. Sup, Nags? I don't actually think our tight ends are as useless as the public may think. I think they could benefit greatly from better O line play and running the ball. Better scheme equals better players. I think there's something to that. I mean, I think the whole offense is better if the offensive line is better. I've said that many, many times this offseason. We'll probably say it many, many times again. Um, but yeah, you want more production, you want more to see more uh, promise, development, upside, all of that. But yeah, I, I think there's something to that. Um, 
But look, you know, people see these tight ends in these playoff games, other teams, etc., and they go, I want that. And I get it. Every team wants that. You know, but the Rams won the Super Bowl like a year ago without a very, you know, exemplary top flight playmaking tight end. And the Packers run a very similar system. You know, it can be done. But uh, I understand it. And again, it wouldn't surprise me if they added one early in the draft. But I'm with you. I think they can really uh, be productive, get where they want to go, score a ton of points, be really efficient on offense with the group they have. I don't doubt that for a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, New York Cheese said, that's good. What's love got to do with it? That's a great song, by the way. Bobby Tunyon, I still believe in him. I still believe in him, too. Like I said at the start, I think there's no doubt in my mind that you saw him really coming on at the end of the season, mostly because he's finally getting over that knee injury. And I do think if they can get him back in the fold for next season, you'll see a guy who's a lot more productive, especially if Aaron's pulling the trigger uh, with the connection they have, the trust Aaron has in him. I very much agree. Bryson, thanks for Super Chat. Love 12, but a lot of his legacy is what ifs. I disagree there. I hear what you're saying, but yeah, I don't think his legacy is, I don't think Rodgers' legacy is what ifs. I think that's the Packers' legacy with Aaron Rodgers. You know, yes, there are a ton of what ifs. There's no doubt about it. However, a lot of that hasn't, you know, anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. There's a ton of examples of him earlier in his career leading them to, you know, leads or, you know, big time plays and huge numbers, et cetera, where defense lets him down or special teams let them down or what have you, or coaching lets them down. You know, there's a ton of examples where you can look at Aaron and say, well, he did his job. He was awesome. You know, so I don't think people will look at Aaron and say, what if not this kind of his tenure as a starter and the Packers. Yes, a ton of what ifs, but I don't think that's his legacy. His legacy is he's one of the greatest throwers of a football of all time who brought a title back to title town, you know, who won four MVPs, by the way. That's his legacy. Michael, thanks for the super chat. It would suck for love to sit again, but still a better situation than getting thrown in the fire right away, struggling and possibly out of the league. I mean, that's the thing, you know, the Packers, the Packers did take Jordan Love as a project, right? He was very young, very young when they took him. They knew he needed work, he needed development, and that's what they've done. They've invested in him. It's what Ted always used to talk about. Brian has talked about it. You take a guy, especially early, especially at that position, it's a long-term investment. At some point, you would think he would get on the field to start paying off that investment. Is that this year, next year? We'll see. But yes, Jordan Love should be the future quarterback, regardless of whether Rodgers comes back this year or they make the transition next year. It'd be very frustrating for Jordan, without question. That's got to be the plan. Got to be. Uh, Johnny, what's up, man? I wouldn't trade the banter for anything. I'm here because you have conviction and aren't afraid to express your real thoughts. You guys are good people. 
man, that's really, really good of you to say, man. I really appreciate it. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Aubrey Pleasant signed to replace Jerry Gray. I know I've seen that put out there. Possible. Definitely possible. I mean, it's impossible to say what the relationships are behind the scenes as far as who Matt is talking to or might know or what staffs he has his eye on with guys he's worked with before or guys that are recommended to him by guys he's worked with before. There's so many kind of, you know, intertwining uh, things here. I was going to say tentacles or like vines, but that doesn't really work. But you know what I mean. Jason, thanks for chat. A bigger what if. Tim Lewis or Eddie Lee Ivory? Damn. Holy down memory memory lane right there. Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Lee Ivory. I loved him. John, thanks for the super chat. It's Roger's watch again. A apt, uh, an apt pull on Groundhog Day. No doubt about it. Can we trust Barry? We have so much young talent on defense. What needs to happen to be dominant? They need to control the line of scrimmage. A number one, which is why I say, I said it on Twitter this morning, I'll say it here, they need, need more talent along the defensive line. If they are insistent on playing the scheme they're playing with so much sub, and I know sub is now base, I get it, but if they're playing two defensive linemen for the majority of the game against whatever offense they're facing, they have got to be able to control things up front with those two guys. And right now, they can't do that. So whatever it is, whatever rotation they end up with, more than anything, to be dominant, they've got to control the line of scrimmage. And right now they can't. They absolutely cannot. So, I mean, everyone wants to talk about safety, which I get. Yes, it's in a precarious situation. Amos probably moving on. Savage definitely did not play well for much of last year. I understand it. But, man, all of that is secondary to controlling things up front. You win and you lose. At the line of scrimmage. 100%. Oh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Dustin, thanks for the Super Chat. When's your next Green Bay trip? Oh, that's a good question. When is my next Green Bay trip? Um, Probably not till training camp, I would think. Unless I might go back to see my dad at some point this summer uh, prior to camp. But, yeah, no, training probably July, which is going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait. I love training camp. Pre-camp and training camp. It's always good stuff. It's a Roger Shad. Six more weeks of him. That's good. That's really good. I like it. Uh, what else we got? So who will be QB1? I still think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I know there's tons out there about a trade and possible targets and teams and what have you. And look, he very well could be traded. But I still think he's coming back, playing for the Packers one more year. That's my guess sitting here. In early February. And that's the other thing. It's early February, man. We got a long way to go. Great. Uh Tay wants 12 in Vegas. I saw that tweet. I think he was having fun with it and just trying to stir shit up on Twitter, but it'd be fun. I I would love to see it actually. And I know everyone's like, oh, don't, you know, the, the old Packers connection. Man, I'd I if like someone, I think it was Joe Dolan on Twitter said, What if, you know, the Raiders gave up seventh overall for our 15th. So they swapped picks in the first round this year. And then the Raiders gave us their next season's first round pick. Oh, hell yes. I'm taking that every day and twice on Sunday for a guy who could literally retire next off season to get a top 10 pick and next year's first. Yes, please sign me up. 
two picks that you're going to have control of for five years, yes, please. And, and with a seventh overall pick, probably a premium blue chip player, yes, please, again. Thank you so much. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Gray replacement three times. No need to spam the TikTok. No need to spam it. Um, probably on staff, I would suspect they uh, bring someone up the ladder, so to speak. Maybe outside. Aubrey Pleasant would be uh, an example. But I suspect they'll probably promote from within. That's just guesswork on my part. But we will see. Maybe Downer, the uh, safeties coach. But we'll see. Uh, Dustin, thanks. Again, I'm officially Corey's neighbor, so I'll see you at camp. There you go, buddy. Shadow Lane in the house. Let's go. Will losing Basaccia irreversibly change the locker room? Tim, no. It'll definitely change the tenor and the tone of the special teams meeting room. I'll tell you that. And I know I saw today the Colts are having the very rare third round of interviews for their head coaching position. I guess when you've been burned by Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, you got to be as cautious and as uh, thorough as you possibly can. Um, here's hoping Basaccia doesn't get that gig because you can definitely see his influence across special teams. Um, they weren't lights out. They weren't great, but they were better and trending in the right direction in the second half of the season. So yes, a thousand percent want to keep Basaccia in the fold. No question. All right, everybody, I'm gonna have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Yeah.